Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's episode. And today is going to be related to hormones and ADHD. I found this article that is written by Dr. Jolene Brighton, who is absolutely fascinating. One of the ladies that I lean on when learning and understanding hormones. And if you are more of an audio processor, you learn better by audio. Most podcast people do learn better when they hear something. I am going to be going through the highlights from this article, but of course I'm going to leave in the show notes where you can read all about this as well because I found it so, so interesting. And if you are somebody with an ADHD brain, and if you wonder are some days worse than others because of your ADHD and where your hormones are at, why is your ADHD worse on your period? Can ADHD medication affect your period and the effects of our main one of our main sex hormones is estrogen and how that affects ADHD that is what I am going to be talking about today I just want to remind you of the course that I launched on here exclusively for you guys in the month of August at pre-sale price it is my intentional productivity and time management course How I have set and achieved the goals that I have for myself has really boiled down to the granular micro things that I do in a day. How I define what season of my life I'm in, what's important to me, where I want to put my time, energy, and focus, and then I navigate my day from that standpoint and from those to-dos and I plug them into my calendar and how I have accomplished so much in life and business and feel this happy medium with I work really hard but I also savor and am intentional about those things that are not work-related. This is my complete method on how I set goals, achieve them, make sure that I'm staying on the plan and the path that feels right for me and my life and how I do the things and take action without getting into burnout or overwhelm. I create a course on that and you will have bonuses in there. You get the pre-sale pricing. So make sure that you check the show notes. If you are feeling frazzled with your time management, you feel like you hit your head on the pillow at the end of the day and you're like, I did so much, but like, what did I actually do? And did what I do, what I did matter? Then this program is going to be really, really great for you, especially in the season of life, rolling into end of summer, beginning of fall and new seasons that start with all of that. So let's roll into today's episode. Welcome to the Living in Sync podcast, where we will talk about the biological blueprint of your cycle and how your hormones impact every area of your life. I'm your host, Joelle, certified nutritionist, mom of two, fitness coach for over a decade, and I want to help you better understand your cycle to work with your body in achieving your goals. I will teach you how to care for your body in a well-rounded and realistic way that caters to your season of life and feel freaking amazing. In every episode, you will get tips, takeaways, and just feel like this is a heart-to-heart chat with a friend. Let's roll into today's episode. Do hormones affect ADHD? And from this article that I referenced, Dr. Jolene Brighton 
puts it as the short and sweet, simple answer of yes. Our hormones, specifically our sex hormones, do shape the brain and influence neurotransmitters and impact learning, memory, emotion, motivation, cognitive function. And estrogen, I really do feel like that's the one I really love when it clicks for Feminine Edge Collective members, that it just, it clicks of like, oh, well, it makes sense as to why estrogen is fluctuating. This is what it's doing during this phase. Now I understand. That's truly what I want with teaching about hormones. And when I learn from other really great resources that I want to share with you guys, and especially in this avenue, I am going to be reading a lot of what is in her article because some of us are just auditory processors and I am definitely one of them. So today I'm going to be talking a lot about this because estrogen is a main female reproductive hormone and it really, really does influence the brain. There are high levels of estrogen receptors in areas of the brain related to cognition and emotion. Estrogen also raises neurotransmitter levels, including dopamine that support focus, motivation, attention, and as well as serotonin that supports mood. So it makes sense as to why in follicular and ovulation phase and when estrogen is coming back down in early luteal phase, it makes sense as to why things like focus, attention, mood, motivation, why those, it doesn't seem so hard in those phases. And I have not been diagnosed with ADHD, but I do notice that fluctuation and I can have more focus, motivation, drive, energy, regulation. And knowing what's going on with your biology can just help support you. It's not that you have to say, oh, that means I can't do this or I can't do that. Or, you know, I have to change my whole life because of where things are at in my hormones. You can just have better understanding and then learn how to optimize. So like I said, during the follicular phase, in the beginning half of our cycle, estrogen levels are on the rise, so neurotransmitters are more balanced. Women with ADHD tend to feel better during this phase and during the luteal phase, which is around before your period starts, that is when our estrogen levels are lower. And this is where women get so hard on themselves. How come I'm not feeling as motivated? Why am I feeling like this is harder? Why is it harder to focus? Why is it harder to stay on task? Why is it harder to start projects? Well, when it's it comes out of your, hmm, I wonder why I'm feeling this way to, I understand why I feel this way and how can I support myself better? And I'm going to share with you at the end of this episode how you can really start um, supporting yourself better. But this may be for a woman with ADHD and irregular periods because the hormone fluctuations may be more severe or less predictable. So if you don't have a consistent cycle, it may be really hard to optimize. And that's why the things that we talk about in balancing your hormones are meant to be a supportive aspect for all areas of your life. ADHD and PMS often go hand in hand leading up to 
your period. Symptoms may last for a few days, a week, or more, and it's helpful to add extra ADHD support during this time as well as to address the root cause of hormonal imbalances to improve PMS and ADHD period management. And in the article, she talks about although the pill has negative side effects, some women with ADHD report experiencing benefit with regards to medication and effectiveness, which may be what, quote unquote, eliminates hormone fluctuations. And so it will be really beneficial if you are somebody with ADHD to pay attention to what your hormones are doing and to have a better understanding and, you know, really understand that biology aspect of, okay, well, during this phase, the week before your period, estrogen and and during your menstrual phase, estrogen is on the low. So it would make sense as to why we may feel decreased motivation and whatnot. This part of the article, you guys, this is kind of turning directions a little bit, but this part of the article was really fascinating to me. And I am not diagnosed ADHD, so it is kind of hard sharing this episode to those of you who are diagnosed ADHD, you know you have an ADHD brain because I don't want to be somebody giving advice to something I haven't worked through. So I'm being very like straightforward and factual about this. The only way I would go about getting a ADHD diagnosis personally would be going to the Amen clinics and having a spec scan on my brain. I've talked about Dr. Amen and his work. He is just the leading brain doctor, the a psychiatrist that actually studies the brain. You know, he he talks about this a lot where if a psychiatrist is diagnosing they're not necessarily looking at what's going on in the brain. They're asking a series of questionnaires, which can be very helpful in a sense. But if it if you're taking that questionnaire on a certain day in your cycle where you are feeling really motivated, you are feeling high energy, like me answering a questionnaire in ovulation phase versus the day before my period, I feel like I would give entirely different answers to different questionnaires. And Dr. Amen and his clinics clinics actually use the spec brain scan. They're also in understanding that there are different types of ADHD. And he also knows that with the various types of ADHD, some medications will work well for that and some won't. And I know a spec scan, Dr. Amen's clinics aren't accessible to everyone. I actually haven't had it done myself because we don't have one in my area, but it is seriously on my bucket list to have all of our family members have their brain scanned. I would actually really love that. I would say definitely in late luteal phase, I lose motivation and I lose focus and I have the down moods, but I don't, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I just wouldn't diagnose myself with ADHD based off of you know, I experience a lot of those things and it makes sense to me because there are lower levels of estrogen going on. But in Dr. Jolene Brighton's article about this, she talked about ADHD and pregnancy. And she talked about how due to increased estrogen and therefore higher levels of some neurotransmitters, many people find their ADHD disappears during pregnancy. After some ad- adjustments to rising progesterone in early pregnancy, they continue to feel better as their pregnancies progress. 
While ADHD pregnancy management typically goes smoothly, postpartum is another story. Estrogen levels decrease 100 to 1,000 fold. Combine this rapid hormonal change with lack of sleep, stress, right? You have that after having a baby and other challenges of having a new infant. Women with ADHD may find their symptoms return or worsen, they may be susceptible to postpartum depression. This postpartum period may be extremely difficult. Consider putting a plan in place ahead of time to support yourself. This may include low-level mood stabilization, therapy, or other measures that you discuss with your provider. I had a heck of a time postpartum, especially with my first. And I really wish that when I was really struggling, like I could have gone into some studies because I, after postpartum, they never retest your hormone. They don't explain to you what's going on hormonally and biologically of what's going on with your body after you have a baby. And it is just wild to me that menopause and puberty and, you know, when we, not so menopause and puberty have a lot of scientific studies. They are more well-known, but it's like they see, I don't know, I just haven't really heard a lot about studies done on postpartum and, you know, postpartum experiences and comparisons to women who struggle with postpartum anxiety and depression and, and what's going on. And I think it would have to be down to like blood work and brain scans and, and a lot of different things. And I know it is kind of a wild card because every mom's experience is different. You know, I became a mom when I knew kids, like I knew kids, I was around kids. I took care of kids for many, 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 many years before I became a mom from babysitting to nannying to working at a big childcare center that had so many kids all of the time. Absolutely loved kids. And when I heard the phrase, it's different when they're yours, I didn't believe it, but it really rang true. I had such a hard time postpartum. And I really wish that there would have been some way I could have contributed, whether that was like, scan my brain, take my blood, let's see what my hormones are doing. And then like seek support with that scientific information instead of just being like, because when I got on my postpartum depression and anxiety pills, the first one I was prescribed was for depression. And it really wasn't a good fit for me. It really was not a good fit for me. And then I had another follow-up appointment and I got on anxiety and it, it made things better. It did. It did make things better. I wasn't my best. I wasn't my optimal, but I was operating much better. And so what are some ways we're switching gears back to ADHD and hormones? What are some things you can do to help yourself and support yourself during these, this phase, or when you notice that your ADHD is really, really, you're really struggling with, with it, And that would be something I would love to hear from those of you who have ADHD. And if you do notice that it it makes a difference depending on what phase of your cycle you're in. But some of the recommended ways to support yourself is medication, medication dosage, if that is what makes sense for you. Healthy omega 3s, vitamin D, nutrients like micronutrients, sleep 
exercise. What's really beautiful about exercise is it leads to structural changes in the nervous system, improves brain activity, enhances dopamine, which improves attention and cognitive performance. I definitely, you know, that's what really started my consistency in working out regularly was the feeling. I really noticed that I could concentrate better. I was in a better mood on the days that I woke up and worked out and versus days when I wasn't. And I know there's, we've talked about how exercise is a form of stress on the body. And with that, it produces cortisol. Well, we don't want to be low, low cortisol. That can cause problems and have problematic symptoms too. And so we do want our cortisol to elevate in the morning. And so morning workouts can be one way that you naturally support your rise of cortisol in the morning versus having it later on in the day. While all, and I just talked about that, while all exercise is supportive, cardiovascular activity may be particularly beneficial for reducing impulsivity, increased attention, and behavior. So this is something for you to check out the article by Dr. Jolene Brighton. Take this information and now just start being aware of it. If you know that you are diagnosed, you have an ADHD brain, start bringing some awareness to how you are, not, you don't want to say how you're struggling differently through your cycle, but do you notice a difference in your cycle? Are some days harder than others? If you do notice that, what does just bringing a better understanding and insight to it? Can you take more brain breaks at work? Can you make sure you're not overloading or not comparing yourself to who you are and who you were and what you did? two weeks ago, right? Because even in the micro level of nutrition, the way my appetite is in ovulation phase, it's entirely different than when I'm in like late luteal and even into menstrual phase. And instead of being like, oh my gosh, how come I'm so hungry? How come I can't stop snacking on these things? I then have a better understanding of my biology and that better understanding of my biology has helped me become a critical thinker of how I can better support myself. So with this information, I did want to leave you with a resource and I didn't even tell her that I was going to be sharing her podcast, but Patricia Sung is a podcast host of Motherhood in ADHD. And I really do find that moms who struggle with ADHD with the overload of all we have to do and all of the things and you know, taking care of all those meticulous things that's really hard when you have an ADHD brain, Patricia can come in and help you with some tools and resources. So check her out. I'll leave the details for her show in the show notes. I mean, like I said, I am not diagnosed ADHD. I feel like there are sometimes I can really relate and resonate, but then other times where I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty good at sitting down at my computer being task focused. So, and then other days I'm not, and I have not gotten a diagnosis from a spec scan. So I don't want to be one that is 
preaching to the choir when the pastor hasn't experienced it herself. So I wanted to leave you with those two resources that would be beneficial to you guys. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes for Patricia's podcast for my time management course, and I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.